1: It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a professional musician, or you just want to start a podcast with your friends. PreSonus Audio Electronics has the gear you need to make your vision become a reality. Their latest USB audio interface, the AudioBox Go, is the perfect vehicle to help create your vision. Ultra affordable, surprisingly powerful, and even small enough to fit into your pocket. The AudioBox Go gives you all the connections you need to record on the move or in your home studio. Whether you're recording a guitar riff at rehearsal or a full-length solo album in your bedroom, you'll have all the tools you need to create like a pro right from the start. Compatible with both computers and mobile devices, the Audio Box Go is perfect for anyone who wants to get started recording fast. For more information on where you can get the Audio Box Go, visit presonus.com and it will lead you in the right direction to make those dreams a reality. Presonus Audio Electronics, proud sponsors of the ABV Podcast. Creating a craft beer universe in a craft beer desert is no easy task. But somehow, Pelican Craft Brands has managed to do that right here in Louisiana. By partnering up with local craft breweries or bringing in some of the best names in the national craft beer brewery scene, Pelican Craft Brands has established a great selection for all of you local craft beer drinkers. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest additions to their portfolio, or simply visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Government Taco right here in Baton Rouge is your place to get the most creative and delicious tacos in the entire city. The Clucks and Balances, the Steak of the Union, the Filibuster, all of these are fantastic. Don't forget about their bar snacks and don't forget about their incredible happy hour specials Monday through Saturday, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m., except on Thursdays where it's happy hour all day long. For more information, make sure you visit governmenttaco.com. craft beer cocktails wine and spirits we like drinking them and we like talking about them too and we do both right here on the abv podcast what's up everyone welcome to the abv podcast i am chuck p before we get into the show big thank you to our sponsors PreSonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Government Taco, and Hops in the Hollows. We're taking a little break from craft beer for this episode, and we're going to focus on whiskey. And we've got some good ones tonight. Joining me for the podcast tonight, my uh, hetero life mate, partner in crime, Jay Cody. Yeah, buddy, thanks for having me. Yes, sir, thanks for hosting. We're in your, uh, your Casa de Dakota. should be a good place to drink some whiskeys. I would believe I would believe that is correct uh, from the Bourbon Society of Baton Rouge, Mr. David Steele. David, thank you for uh, first time on the show, man. Glad to have you here.
2: Thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited to share all the whiskey and one rum with you tonight. Oh, whiskey and one rum. Okay, I like it. You brought some really
1: uh, really nice bottles, so I'm excited to get into it. Also joining us, new to the whiskey scene, tree talker and lover of nature, Clay Tucker. That's right. <laughs> that's
0: yeah, your, that's your official. Well, and bourbon is very nature and very tied to trees, right? The color very... comes from trees and yeah. you know some other human elements, but uh, <laughs> yeah, new to the the Be Sober, the Baton Rouge Bourbon Society or the Bourbon Society of Baton Rouge, and sort of a new bourbon lover. Yeah, yeah. I am uh,
1: not well versed in whiskeys myself. Like I know what I like. And I know what I don't like, but I don't know the aspects of like breaking things down. My palate can pick up a few things, but it's not as uh, sophisticated as most. So I'm glad David is here with yes. his selection of whiskeys in one rum that we are going to drink tonight. So David, tell
2: us what we are starting off with first. All right, so first thing we got is the Knob Creek, it's a single barrel. Um, this is actually everything we're drinking on our barrel picks to start out, and quickly run down. A barrel pick is when either a retailer or a club or something like that get together and buy the entire barrel of whiskey. Um, you get it. You never really get it. You see that discount way back when. Now they probably pay a premium. Um, <laughs> you yeah, pay you get together and you buy a barrel. That's a cool thing that my club gets to do, thanks to our fantastic partners. Um, and then it's just like a really fun way to get different types of whiskey. So, like tonight, the first one we're drinking is a Knock Creek rye. Um, it's single barrel, barreled at 115 proof, and it is about five and a half years old. Um, what I really love about this barrel was that Knock Creek, when they give you the samples, they give it to you at cash strength, and okay. they expect you to water down. This sample, one of the reasons why I picked it, because it was at 115.8. So we were like, "Yeah, there's no need to water down. It's basically where it is." Cast um, strength, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a really special one. It is the first one we did. Uh, we had just started out. Um, and, you know, I was new to the whole buying barrels, and it was scary. And you always remember your first, right? Isn't that how that works? Oh, yeah. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is it right Even here. With whiskey.
3: The very first Bourbon Society
1: barrel pick was a Knob Creek rye. Mm-hmm. And I told, um, David, I told David earlier... Knob Creek Rye was the first rye I'd ever drank. We were actually at Hayride Scandal, but back then it was called uh, Lock and Key. Oh, and we were doing Jay's radio show over there. We were drinking some whiskeys, and one of the whiskeys they brought up was a Knob Creek Rye. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I don't like rye. I don't, I don't know if I'm like this. And I took a sip. And I was like, wait a minute. I do like rye whiskey, or at least I like this rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I... Started seeking out rye whiskeys. Angel's Envy Rye is another one of my favorites. That's
2: a great one. I do like that one. Well, that one looks like a way different type of rye. Because, you know, that one, if you remember, they finish it in rum casks. Mm-hmm. So it's like wicked rye spice with, like, this sweet vanilla and, like, caramel. I mean, so one thing, do you remember a lock and key uh, they used to give you with the Angel's Envy Rye? Arthur used to do the Samoas as, like, your sampling. yes. mm I mean, I mean, literally, that's the perfect blend of like the caramel and the chocolate with the rye. God, that's Man. a good
3: call because we're going to be doing uh, Girl Scout cookie and uh, whiskey pairings soon. Yeah. We'll invite you back on the Jada Cody show for that. Yes.
2: Please. <laughs> <and> <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> we're supplying the cookies. Yeah. Uh, and, and if we need to work on some whiskeys, we can do that as well because we want to do the pairings, right? So that's, a, that's an excellent call there. Yeah. Um, knob creek makes a makes a great rye and this is uh, this is out of the jim beam portfolio mm-hmm. as well uh knob creek bourbon and then the knob creek rye and really i think for anybody that's looking for a rye to stock their liquor cabinet with just regular old knob creek rye is a great mm-hmm. one to have around
2: yeah i think that one retails for about like 28 bucks or yeah. so um definitely like steps up like some old so that uh, Clay picked up mm-hmm. today. Yeah. That's the base level Knob Creek rye. It's just a little step up in age. Um, I don't even know if it has more proof on the regular one. But it's just a great intro rye. Great to sip on on the rocks or if you like old fashions, try that out. See where it takes you. Promise yeah. You're going to like it. Yeah. So, nice. Well, um,
1: before we move on to to the next one that you have, let's. I, wanna, I want people want people who aren't familiar with the Bourbon Society of Baton Rouge, give us uh, just... The background on how that got started, how people can become members, because they should, because we're all members here at the table.
2: I hope so. Yeah, I think, all, I think, <laughs> you're, all, I think yeah. you're all right. Yes, we yeah. are. Um, you know, it, it's, it's literally just like a little idea I had. Um, very long story short, I saw a documentary uh, called Bourbon Tucky and it, uh, interviewed the president of the LA Bourbon <laughs> Society in it, Los Angeles. And this is like back in 2015. I was like, that is so cool. Los Angeles has a bourbon society. Does Baton Rouge have a bourbon society? Yeah. Got on the Googles and the interwebs, and Tennessee <laughs> pop up. So, texted my best friend and I said, Jacob, we're doing a bourbon club. And he said, Sure, just tell me what you need. And, you know, need bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> and we started. You know, it was just very casual. Our first, our first event was at Lock Key back in the July of 15. Um, like I used to like recruit members on tire droppings of all
0: places. Wow. Like
2: an okay. old whiskey thread,
0: man. Uh, it was it was that days. website, man. It was it's sense.
2: something else, but, yeah.
1: know. Yeah. But look, you found some people to yeah. help get it off the yeah, ground. Yeah, so absolutely. the one positive out of tiger
2: droppings. Yes. <laughs> we will take it. Um, yeah. And then I guess about f- almost three years ago, my uh, we decided that it was a great hobby. It was a lot of fun. But I had spent a small fortune trying to keep it running between the websites and we always like had giveaways at every event and just stuff like that. So it was suggested to me that I look into incorporating and coming up with a due structure. And so we did so and now it's fifty I guess you charge fifty-two a year. The two dollars is for the fee. Yeah. So you know, fifty-two a year. Um the first year you get these really cool oak tasters that we're all sampling out tonight. You get discounts at um Different retailers like Hocus Pocus, Oakland Fresh Market, Alexander's. Um, bars including Hayride Scandal, Lost Cove, uh, Sugar with Spears, Three Real Estate. So just different discounts around the area. Um, you get to partake in barrel picks, which are really cool. We've done about 20 of them now since we started. Um, private events we have. We bring in distilleries from all over the country either Zoom or in person. I mean, we just do anything and everything we can to give y'all entertainment. So You do a really good job keeping everyone posted on
1: what's going on to you. do email blasts. Mm-hmm. Your, your social media pages are, are always filled with events and private tastings and stuff like that that members can be a part of.
2: Yeah, we do, we do the best we can. It's kind of hard just with like, you know, we're our group is... Really large at this point. Um, you know, we have about 800 people have signed, 860 have signed up, and 600 something are active members at this point yeah. over the last three years. So, you know, it's challenging to keep everyone interested, to keep them motivated, especially with a pandemic yeah <laughs> Well, if anything, during the pandemic people have started to drink more. Yes, they have and they've looked we honestly in some ways like the pandemic was great for us just because it gave us the opportunity to zoom with distilleries, connect with people that we never would have had the opportunity to. So I feel like a lot of people got into
1: whiskey and got into bourbons and got into craft beer during this because it was like I have all this time. Like, all I could do is, like, just (laughs) drink (laughs) pretty much. So I think people were going to... Stores and buying whiskeys and craft beers and and stuff that they didn't even really know about, yeah, and just started to learn. So, if there's one positive thing we can get out of the pandemic, it's definitely
2: that 100%. Yeah, (laughs) like you take your budget that you used to spend going out, and now you're spending all that at the liquor store, the grocery stores, it's so easy, yeah, you know, and that's the great thing about Louisiana is that we have a ton of great grocery stores, liquor stores, breweries. I mean, even our distilleries are coming along, you know, especially in the last two years. You know, this is definitely, like, the mecca for really good drinking, which it should be. We're in Louisiana. Yeah,
1: this is what we do. It's a really good point.
3: (laughs) Speaking of, let's move on to the second whiskey that we have here, another Be Sober barrel pick. As they all are.
2: (laughs) Indeed. So this is one that will definitely kill the bottle tonight. Um, yes,
3: Little kill. Yes,
2: yes. Okay. Uh, work, so have to reach over. Um, this one's Buffalo Trace, uh, the Buffalo Trace that everyone asks me about constantly. It's cool, guys. I don't at all get annoyed by your calls and texts. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I've never been annoyed once. No, no, no not at all. Um, so yeah, we got the we had the opportunity to do this barrel pick. Oh. Um It's the first We've actually done th- We've done two Buffalo Trace And we have a third one Scheduled for the summer um, But this is the first one We did They sent us samples We actually picked it We brought the samples To um Oh Joe Martin's bar and I'm Brickhouse Brick- Brickyard Brickyard, Brickyard. That's Wow Sorry Joe It's fine um, He can't
1: cook chili And he can't You know Can't no. grow facial hair
2: he, he cannot grow facial hair <laughs> <laughs> But we love you Joe we do, Joe. And actually, I'll throw a shout out to him. Joe is the guy that has come up with several of our sticker designs. Oh, cool. Yeah,
1: those are um, great. The Marvel yeah. Comics logos on there are just awesome.
2: Yeah, Joe else's initial idea. So I guess the other thing with the Barrel Picks is they're all connected. Um, they're all part of our Barrel Comics line, so... Um, on the back of them, we have a fun sticker. So for the Knob Group Rye, it was Wolverine, you know, Wolverine, take on the rye. This one, nice. Captain America's Thirsty with Buffalo. And then we started to get more into like, uh, more punning, which I, I like. Um, so, who's, it, who's the That's comic good. fan? Who's the comic fan over there? Is it uh, you? 100% me. Yes. Mm. Um,
1: That's a whole other podcast you and I get start mm-hmm.
2: together as well. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm at least going yes. yes. rid of some. Yes. Um, But no, I love comics. I love Marvel. Um,
0: you know, all the good stuff.
2: Yeah.
3: You
0: know. But, are, yeah. Can I ask a question? What are people asking you about Buffalo Trace? What is all, what are we Where to get it? Yes. Oh, all right. Um, Buffalo Trace hasn't <laughs> shipped in the state in about three months. So crazy that, that one's hard to find now, you know, it's, it's understandable. Some of the, you know, it's understandable blends yep. are not easy to find, but that one seems like you could find that at a wedding sometimes. That's oh interesting. Absolutely. Buffalo trace was everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And then, uh, when everything in, everything else that was coming out of the Buffalo trace distillery, uh, all of mm-hmm. your, all of your, you know, everything else that's part of the antique collection Eagle Rare and Blanton's and all that got so in demand that kind of one of the next in line was just Buffalo Trace itself, yeah, and uh, and it, it just started to
1: get bought up so fast. So it's not a supply chain issue; it's just in de- it's just no. the
2: demand of it. was so a combination. Of both? It's a supply, Life, but the demand. The truth yeah. is that they cannot keep up the demand. Yeah, even so, we get the one little benefit in Louisiana is that Sazerac. Um I don't think I'm allowed to say the people's name is Sazerac. If you ever heard Matt could tell you a really funny story about that one day. So I don't speak his name out loud. Um but <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> <really>? <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's not I can I can I can definitely beep it out if you just want to say it. I can
2: I can beep it oh, out. It was just to. you know, like with Sazerac being known in Orleans by a family in the Gold Rings. Um yeah. you know, it... It's not secret. You can Google it. Oh, I know. But uh, it, it, you just told me a really funny story one time about where he mentioned on on air, and then like the next day he got like in real trouble by Sazerac. So. Oh wow! That's oh. why.
3: Well, they were sponsoring a show. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah okay. Chuck, are they so. sponsoring
3: your show?
1: They are not.
2: We're we'll not
3: about Mickey
1: Goldmill. <laughs> yeah, if they want to throw a bunch of money this way, that'd be great. Let's do it. We'll
2: get. Well, that's the goal. We'll get them on board. Yes. Yeah. I, um, that sounds great. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, with them owning it, uh, Louisiana gets some. Like, we actually have better connections on some of these than most of the other states. So, Sazerac
0: is the big one, though, obviously. Um, here, you throw us a little bit no, of that No, no, no. I, the, the, I got a couple drops. For everybody listening, Jay is making his, <laughs> I call it a legacy bottle. He calls it an infinity bottle. And we had a little bit left of the Buffalo, of, of David's Buffalo Trace. So, he's adding it to his infinity bottle tonight. What's the first Sorry. thing in there? LaFroyd Tin, single malt scotch. <laughs> Are you putting scotch and bourbon together? Oh, it's yeah, a whiskey. I don't, I don't okay, know. all right, never mind.
2: Okay. See, I would. I personally wouldn't do that. I would do a bourbon affinity barrel, a rye affinity bottle, and a scotch. But that's just me. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Jay's like, fuck it I'm the I might even right put
3: rums and tequilas in there. Jay's your spirit. Okay, all right. I will not be putting flavored vodkas or something like that. like a Long
0: Island iced tea i be putting the floors. Like I'm not gonna put
3: Kahlua in there, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, whoa,
0: whiskey. All right, it's cool. fine. Hey, man, you do you, man. Yeah, do what you, know, do what you think is best. <laughs> Thank you. I will. Are we gonna talk about the whiskeys too, by the way? I mean. Wherever y'all want. Yeah. What do you want? You have questions? Well, I I still love it. Every time I have a high proof next to a a ninety like this is this is a forty five percent. The first one was at one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I still just love all the bang from a high proof, all the 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 pop of flavors from the high proof, which I like, like that rye. And I still like bourbon a little more than rye, though I think David's probably going to convert me eventually, but. Uh, I don't know. This is good. Um, It had a light nose and it has a light palate. I don't know. It seems, uh, it's really easy. I can see why an everydayer would want to do That's easy drinking, for sure. Yeah. This one's really easy compared to that rye, which is big and bang, you know. Yeah. This is really easy, but. um, I mean, it's 90
2: proof. It's meant to be an easy sipper. Like, you can, you know, take it to a tailgate and it's a fun day to drink, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you mix Mm -hmm. it with water or lemonade or whatnot, you know. I do I used to do my old tail guinea's I do sweet tea and buffalo and I was like what I would drink. Yeah. So try and pace myself so I wouldn't kill a
0: bottle before noon.
3: Yeah. 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 Maybe about that. <laughs> Maybe about yeah. one or
0: two. <laughs> something like that though has such a simple profile that I don't think it would make a, as good of a like uh, traditional old fashioned or something. Right. I think I think this rye with all those flavors and bigness. So, a little, a little better. I would yeah. argue it depends on what you're going for the okay. old fashioned. Okay. Um, you know, you talk
2: to like somebody like Josh Duke or some of the guys at Hayride who are like really in the mixologist, um. you might want something that's lighter proof and kind of like easy drinking like the Buffalo Trace. Okay. That way, the bitters—if you're using a special of bitters, black walnut or yeah. an aged cherry bitter, which I love, like from Woodford—that way, the flavors of those pop so much more, and the, the, the whiskey not is taking secondary that. vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Make. So it just depends on what you're going for. Got you know, it. for me personally, I want—if I'm doing old fashioned—I want my my whiskey, my rye to come out really strong. Yeah. So I do. The knob creek 115, I'll do Willet the four-year. I like to do mm-hmm. cash strength or high proof. But I like to I like to taste it what I'm drinking no matter what. I agree with that. Like so, I,
1: I want to taste the whiskey in the old fashioned, and then everything else just comes afterwards. Yeah. I want that punch in the face. I, I do so, totally get Yeah, it's it's just, No, no,
2: yeah. for sure. So, I think both yeah. I think there's ways to be set for both. And for me, like I just I love my old-fashioned it's yeah. about four ounces of cashing rye, um, about a half ounce to quarter ounce of simple syrup, and then
0: a lot of bitters, like okay. a crap, yeah. crap wow. ton of bitters. Wow.
2: I go way
0: heavier on bitters than <laughs> anyone. much any recipe. We're, I, think we're all, I think we're all kind of guys of big flavor. I think that's kind of what yeah. we're all after, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, I'm eager to get to this next one, this Four Roses, and I'm pretty excited about that. So
2: the Four Roses is my baby. Ah, okay. my baby. We're drinking... It's a baby. My, I'm going to still say it's my favorite distillery coming up. Um, so y'all have had my World, our Royalty Trail picks. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Clay, you weren't there that day. <laughs> um, which, Royalty Trail is, to me, I would argue is the best up-and-coming distillery all at this point. They're not really up-and-coming, but like... And so like alright so we did our Buffalo Trace barrel pick we did Buffalo Trace and Walner's Trail you go to Walters Trail and that's the biggest show I had been to at the time um, you know I haven't been to we to this last May truly the best I talk about on the rear show like the best experience of my life whiskey wise yeah. Walters Trail is amazing you see like these bats. you see the the barrels and it's like blow sugar filled spirits and three rolling everyone else away and then you go to Buffalo Trace and it's like Oh, well, Wilderness Trail fit would be, like, 150th of what they do at Buffalo yeah. It's, like, <laughs> night day. Um, and then Four Roses, though. So, Four Roses is my OG favorite. Wilderness Trail is, like, my new favorite. Okay. So, Ooh. I'm definitely very, very proud of this barrel. Um, oh, man. The we, were very, we were so lucky when um, Oak Point Fresh Market got the barrel pick in. Where they were able to get a barrel, they offered it to us. Um, which, if you've seen, in Louisiana gets two barrel picks from Four Roses a year and they kind of rotate amongst. So, Cladro's got one this year, they got one three years ago. Yeah, Audubon got one last year. Someone in New Orleans got one the year before that. It just kind of bounces. Wow. So, when Oak Point got theirs, they offered it to us. That's now, this huge. Is, Oh, it was when Clint called me. I was like, hey, guess what we're doing? I'm like, what? He's like, we're doing Four Roses. I was like, sorry, what? Wait, what are you doing? What? (laughs) Um, We are. He knew that was my favorite distillery, so it was a really cool experience. Granted, for this one, um, we didn't pick it. This one, I think actually is the only barrel pick we didn't pick. So Four Roses, unless you go to the distillery at this point in the game, you don't pick it. They just say, do you want a barrel? You wow. say yes or no. And they say, here you go. Take what you get. Yeah. So and you go, yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like Calandro, CJ, I remember when he picked several of those barrels years ago, like yeah. the samples and all that. I think you went out there as well one time. Yeah. Um, that, those days are long gone because Four Roses demand is so high that there's no, like, they just, they can't bring in all the groups anymore. Like they used to like fly you out, pay for a lodging, Get you to buy a barrel because they were they needed that business so yeah. bad ten years ago. Now, not now so much. no.
1: Now what what what's the cause of that? With a lot of distilleries, where like all of a sudden it was stuff you could see on the shelf in a grocery store all the time, and now it's like in such high demand, it's it's so hard to get. Like, what causes that? Like, what out of out of nowhere, all of a sudden did they just release a batch, and this is like, oh, this is incredible, and then that drives the demand and makes everything else just become hard to get.
2: Part of it, I mean, right now we have a a guy at the table
0: who's very recently in a bourbon. Why are you in a bourbon? Um, I think it's sort of it's sort of twofold Um, I have a couple friends who are really into it that always gets me going but uh, I did bring the bottle today that I showed you earlier Uh, I brought a bottle of early times that was my grandfather's it's half consumed but and so who knows what's in it Um, but it's probably something old and I think that that was a really big catalyst for me to go uh, what's this whole world about Mm -hmm. Um, and and then it was easy because I had a couple friends who are really into it so um, I think that's so it's really gotten me into bourbon. I like a couple other spirits. I've also known for a long time that wine, I love wine, but wine's not my spirit. And my favorite thing about beer is when they add stuff to it. So um, I,
1: <laughs> so you like Barley.
0: So I know <laughs> like tequila a lot, but bourbon Bourbon made a natural fit to me because I have friends who have it and it's obviously, it runs in the family, if you will. So um, that's how I kind of got into it, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always something like that where, you know, bourbon... We've had this. So there's a renaissance of bourbon, and the like the 1940s, post war, everyone drank bourbon and drank rye Coming back from World War II, coming back from Prohibition, and then the counterculture of the late 60s, 70s killed the bourbon market, and it was struggling to get back up until the bourbon renaissance of the late 2000s. Um, you can blame marketers. You can blame Pappy Van Winkle, Buffalo Trace. Uh, really, it's just like Justified, Bad Men, those are like the shows that got people seeing bourbon, yeah, and popular culture again. And they it was cool. I mean, hmm. I remember the first time I made an old fashioned was after watching Don Draper make one, and I was like, well, That's cool, he drinks some at home, let me make one, yeah. And that hmm. was like 2012 ish, I guess, yeah, like that, somewhere around know? there, yeah, maybe even earlier than that, yeah, 2010 ish, yeah, you know, like, um, there's just Demand has, it's amazing how demand has increased for bourbon year after year after year. You know, I mean, I've only, we started the club in 15. I really started paying attention about 2010, 2011 in bourbon. And I've heard every year since then that one of my buddies or a retailer or someone who's been in the industry a lot longer than me yeah. has been like, dude, it's, this is the year it's peaking. This is the year it's peaking. Gosh. It hasn't yet. Yeah. It just, it's not going to peak anytime soon, I don't think. The one good thing is that distilleries five years ago, they all started seeing this, so they all started laying out a ton more whiskey. And they're still doing that. Yeah. I mean, you're every every new every new month a uh, distillery is like, oh, here's another 30 million, 100 million, 500 million expansion. Buffalo Trace, if I can remember this correctly, they distill I think they're on like their six point five million barrels that they distill these. Granted, The first four million were over like the course of eighty years. Yeah, but it took about three years to hit their last million, and they did that I think six months ago, and then it's gonna take another fifteen months to hit that next. So like, where they just keep on their production is ramping up so so much that eventually, we hope that the supply demand will somewhere find that middle ground where we can all be happy. Until then, I, I just tell, people ask me, what do I, what can I drink? I say, for every brand that you can't find, the Full Roses, the Buffalo Trace, there is standards that people forget about, like the Woodford, like the Knob Creek, mm. and there's new ones in the market, like the Sagamore and the Old Soul. Anytime a new one, go, like an old one goes away that you can't find, a new one comes in, and yeah, there is some really good whiskey being made right now. Water Trail,
0: like, just some really, really good whiskey being made, so. It's funny you're talking about, there was a couple decades in there, you know, between post-war and then the 2000s boom, where I was reading the other day, like, in the 80s when vodka was super popular, they released all these, like, light bourbons that were supposed to be, like, mixed and stuff, and it was just awful stuff, and so, yeah. Um, I, I thought that was really interesting that, you know, I'm, I'm coming into the bourbon world where it's like a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. And it was funny to think that at some point it was, they were struggling to make it.
2: Oh, it like, they were, I mean, they were dying. Like we went from, like, so again, it's hard to describe because when you look at pre-prohibition, post-prohibition, mm-hmm. we are from two to 3,000 stories in the Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee Valley to like, five wow. and then they just couldn't all come back post-war World II because yep. even the distilleries you all remember like if you were like the home war efforts and all the distilleries that were distilling were closed down they got re back up to, to to make oil and yeah. all these different things manufacturing yeah and it just was just so, alcohol yeah it was so hard to come back into the hey you know let's make bourbon again
1: cafecito coffee roasters work with farmers and importers to carefully select unique coffees from some of the top farms and co ops in the world, they roast daily on a small batch roaster that gives them the freedom to manually control all stages of the roasting process. To learn more about their coffees and subscribe to their coffee subscription service, visit them online at cafecito.com. That's C A F E C I T E A U X.com. Cafecito Coffee Roasters.
2: So. The counterculture of the late 70s, 60s uh, to 70s, did bring about, like, all the, you know, all the kids don't want to drink what their dad drinks, don't want to drink what the world <laughs> So they were drinking the vodkas and the light whiskeys. So thing. interesting. Yeah. My favorite silly for Rose is the only way they kept the lights on is they made a blended light whiskey. Yeah. Which I have had from the 70s, and it is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Pour oh. as much Coke into that thing as you can. I, I don't yeah. like I, – I get pictures occasionally because everyone knows like four rows. like, dude, look what I found in my drawer. Or like, look what I found in my grandpa's closet. Throw it out. And I I'd say <laughs> don't throw it out. I just say that is a really, really cool piece you put on your bar. Yeah. You don't want to open it because yeah, it's going it. to be terrible. Like it, it is. It's just – it tastes like light vodka. Like <laughs> it's just not mm-hmm. – it's not pleasant when yeah. you think
0: about – what Four Roses is today. So you've said it three or four times now. Why do you like Four Roses so much? Is it is it their practices or do you like the bur- the product? Everything. Um, so if you want to... <laughs> I feel like this is going to take a second. <laughs> no, this is, this is good. I, guess, I like it. No, no. It's, good it's perfect, Clay. <laughs>
2: All right. So if you ever want to like really read about on bourbon, uh, go to my website, bourbonbr.com. We have like maybe 10 articles, 10 reviews. Um, But the one I spent the majority of my time was reading, writing a write-up on Four Roses. The distillery is the second long oldest continuously running distillery, uh, 1870 I think is when it started. Um, And it just blows my mind. They have five different strains of yeast, they make 10 different bourbons. So they have two, the short answer. Two different mash a high rye and a low rye, mm-hmm. with five different types of yeast. So ten times, or five times two is ten. Yeah. So they make ten different styles of bourbon. Hmm. Um, okay. So what we're drinking today, honestly, it's the oh, What's our flip it over? Right there, OESQ. Yep. OBS. OBSQ. I should know that, but again, we didn't pick it. I just <laughs> accepted it and it was amazing. Um, so, what does that mean, OBSQ? What? So, the O means that it was distilled. The B is the high rye mash bill. There's either a B or an E. Okay. The E is the low rye mash bill. And then S is, I don't remember what the S stands for, but then the Q is one of the five yeasts. So, this little neck tag at the top, Breaks down all the different yeasts um, and what they stand for, the different flavor profiles you should be getting.
3: O B S Q says floral, rose petal, spicy, medium body.
2: Yeah, so spicy is obviously because it's the high rye
0: mash bill. Yeah. 10 recipes for I for the Four Roses bourbon. And I got the floral out of it. The floral in yeah. the nose is super big. <laughs> I think a lot of Four Roses has floralness
2: to it. Okay. So, you, you, they're making so much different, really unique bourbon. No one does it like that. Yeah. And while they make it, so if you buy the yellow label, the $25, it's all 10 blended together. Small batch, oh. it's six of them blended together. Oh Single barrel, it's the OBSV at 100 proof. And then they do the barrel picks. So,
3: so they're all O and S. That's mm -hmm. constant.
2: And then the B. The second
3: letter is either B or E. So there's five of each. And then there are five different yeast strands that are used with either the B or the E mash bill. Mm -hmm. And that's V K Q O and F. Yeah. So it's ten different bourbons. Ten yeah, ten different varieties that you get. So depending on mash bill and yeast strain. But you also like the product, you like the flavor.
2: And the last thing I really Geek out on this is what's so cool is those mash bill those sorry, those yeast strains, they actually trace their heritage back to the eighteen seventies and beyond. So you know like seagrams. I can't remember what his name was, but the old guy who started Seagram's back in like 1940 he bought Four Roses first and then he bought Old Prentice, Old Charter Distillery, Mm -hmm. which you know the name Old Charter. Yeah, sure. You know, he bought these distilleries. So these yeast strains are from 1870, 1910, 1940, Uh, 1950, uh, 1960. They've maintained these yeasts this entire time. So we're drinking. Oh, okay. History in a bottle. Yeah, like, I get really geeky on this. I know that but like that's why I love Four Roses so much that yeah. only does a taste good Not only that it's a superior product of everything else. We're literally drinking history. There's heritage You can trace back
0: 130 years 150 years. Yeah, just centuries-old yeah. uh, yeah. sour mash just keep going. Yeah, so okay, cool all right, nice. all right. This dude's a nerd. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all a nerd about something. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Whiskey, this is what you're gonna get.
1: No, this is great. Like I, this is the stuff I need to to hear and know because I, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know That's anything. What I asked. Yeah, I didn't know anything about whiskey until I met Jay and so started hanging out with him, and like, so he still doesn't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> not true he doesn't drink a lot yeah fair enough but yes but like Jay watching Jay drink whiskeys and talk about whiskeys I've learned some stuff from him but I still feel like I am light years behind on this because like my focus I love craft beer yeah. so my focus is on craft beer but I want to learn more about whiskey because I enjoy whiskey and I want to know like what I should be buying and what I should avoid and or what you stuff. like what yeah, you know, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like rye whiskey I like rye whiskey okay. So that's like my thing. What are your What are your thoughts on when the flavored whiskey boom hit? Like, what was your reaction to that? Like, to me, that's just a hot mess, and
2: I hate it. I I rolled very hardcore the first time. I
0: uh,
2: <laughs> it was like probably the first the was first um, I mean it was the honeys yeah. like the, the Jack Daniels Tennessee Jack, honey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll I'll before that song. was um, well before that even um, turkey honey. Jim Beam honey, and mm-hmm. there's another one I'm not thinking of. Uh, there's like a like everything had to have honey in it, Evan, like Evan Williams honey, yeah.
0: Um, and then it was those cinnamons, and this was pretty
2: fireball,
0: I yeah, mean, like yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and then Crown hit with its apple, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, they yeah had yeah. caramel apple, and then yeah, they yeah, and then they double up, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, what in
0: you the know,
2: hell? I I laugh at all, but at the same sense, there's a demand, and I. It doesn't happen often, but I have had, A, it means that, like, I love it whenever, one thing that I always get a lot is that I'll get, like, a wife that wants to relate to her husband, and she's like, David, I want to drink some whiskey, but I don't want to drink. Uh, yeah. And I, mean, I have sent them to a couple of flavored whiskeys that I'm like, get your, do you like tea? Do you like lemonade? I love it. Get some crown peach, throw it in your, your auto palmer, see what happens. Yeah.
0: That's pretty good, actually. So, <laughs> Clay's like, hold on I, a second. I have a bottle of Crown Peach. So, I'm kind of, well, I'm open to a lot of things. So I've had, and I've had everything for on the beer scale, I've had everything from Natty Light to the greatest yeah. shit, right? Yeah. So, so um, I, I kind of see the point because there's some fun to it. Yeah, I'm not going to buy a lot of those bottles, but if someone has, if I'm at a bachelor party and someone has a bottle of Crown Peach, yeah, I'm going to take yeah, a hit you, off. Yeah, you're going yeah,
1: to
2: drink
0: it. it.
1: <laughs> You're not going to oh, actively go out and buy that
0: bottle No, I'm exactly yeah. correct. No, correct. No. So
2: you know, there's some it's it's, it's tacky, but you know what? I get it. And hell, I I mm. kind of wish I had that idea.
3: You know, one that I actually uh. do appreciate. Oh. The Maker's Mint
2: Julep. That is good. And see, that... they have a forced? bottle of Mint Julep? Yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. had it. It's good. It's an old forester dude. And that you predates could, the flavor whiskeys. You could just pour
3: that on ice. Yeah. And it's drink easy. It, and it's tell. good. Yeah. It's good. I don't want <laughs> it to be that good,
2: but it's <laughs> good. <laughs> No, it's easy as hell to drink. They're delectable. Yeah. You you like, pour if, on ice. if I'm lazy for the Derby, which, I mean, granted, the last few years, my friends make me make a bunch of juleps, and that's all I do for the night. I'm like... This bag. And I like, tell. No, Sarah, guys, second <laughs> What you should really
3: do is just get a case of Maker's Mint Julep and yeah, like just put it, it into Canter's or something. And yeah. be like, oh no, I batched it out this year. Yeah, yeah. Make it easy. I've already got it done. <laughs> I mean, it, maybe it's not quite that good, but it's, it is but it's, good. But it's, but it's not it bad. Yeah.
2: No, it's very easy to drink. Yeah, well, it comes around during the Derby, but it's easy to drink. Yeah. Um.
3: You were saying Old Forester has a uh, similar product. Yeah.
2: Okay. So that's where they serve at the derby right now. Oh, that's gotcha. because uh, again, it's all you know, well, all part of the Brown Foreman family. The, which, yeah. which Woodford, because uh, Woodford. Woodford's really tied in the with the official, derby, official Derby of the official bourbon the of, derby, of the derby. The old forcer is
3: what the because that's all Brown Foreman. Yeah, got it. Okay, interesting. All right, we moved on to our next whiskey. And we are going to get to some Woodford uh, in just a second. But before that, we got
2: some back to rye. Yeah, some goody goods right here. So I'm going to warn you all on this one. Oh, all right. This is a cash drink rye. It's going to be, it is 102.1. So it's not that high, especially when you think about this. Yeah. I want y'all to take a sip, and then I'm going to tell you why this is
0: probably, out of the four rows, this is the most special bottle I brought. Okay, Okay. so while we're while we're doing that, so uh, none of these bottles really list their mash, not not a lot of them list their mash bill, no. and I can assume it's because of proprietary reasons they want to keep their secrets, but I really enjoy when they list when I can find a mash bill on something, because I'm trying to find what I like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, is it really for proprietary reasons? I mean, it's, it can't be that secretive,
2: right? Um, yes or no. The big guys don't want their shit. I'm gonna say shit on the podcast. Oh right yes, yeah, you, uh, uh, can. <laughs> you can say whatever the hell you want. I've David. refrained so far. I don't think my mom will listen to this one. So, no offense, that's fine. No, you're good. Um, so most of the big guys, the the Woodfords, the Creeks don't want to share their proprietary information. Uh, but the little guys. This guy, the rum, the Sagamore, they are they are like, yeah, dude, we'll do whatever we can to get in your, get in your liquor cabinet, so we'll tell you everything. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's kind of. Colors. Yeah, they're they're pouring themselves out, and honestly, it's a good thing because we get to enjoy really good whiskey. All right, so Boar, um, which I came up with the name for this, and I, I cannot great. tell you how. Tickled I was. And it works
1: well with Thor. Yeah. (laughs) So
2: Thor, the god of Rye, and there's a picture of Thor with pig ears and a pig nose. That's perfect. Red Six Media, Matt Harden. That should be a Hogs for
3: the Cause team right there. Right. I mean we can make it happen. Yeah. I mean it's
1: good also, idea, but I am not wants to show up a drink. He don't have to worry about cooking and stuff. He's like, I'm going to just use the name. This is me. Well, maybe we just
3: all dress as Borg. Yeah. The God of Rye. I mean, we just, he, w- you see the
2: four of us. Yeah. Has, I, that's he, four. We just walk around, yeah.
3: yeah. like, passing out shots of rye. We're, we're like in-game evil.
1: Thor right now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> just, we'll just all be Fat Thor. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Walk around. Yeah. giving people shots of rye whiskey. eating Eating ribs and stuff. Yeah. Eating yeah. ribs and stuff. Man. So this is delicious.
1: This is really, really.
3: So
0: good. I'm okay with this. Uh, you're okay with. You're going to tell us about it, but <laughs> I'll say what I like later. I want. I'm okay with this. Okay. I love the finish on this. It's a really big sweet. That's finish. what I want too. And I want. I want tasting notes
3: from you guys before David actually tells us. So, okay. The, the scoop because I want to see what we can actually get out of it. So, now that I've tasted and it... And
0: it is the finish to me as well. Like, oh, yeah. It's all the finish for me. I'm So, the nose is really deceiving because I didn't really like the nose at first. It's sort of clean and um, almost alcohol-y and ethanol-y, but it's, it's good. And then the palate hits you, and I think it's a little... I think it's a little easy for the proof that it is. It's sort of a... I mean, there is some pepperiness to it, but I think it's sort of easy on the palate. But the finish... And I haven't gotten a lot of whiskeys that have such a good, sweet, caramelly, vanilla-y finish. Which I'm usually not after. I'm usually after... I like this instant gratification of, I want it on the palate. Yeah. Give me whatever you got all at once. I just hit on you like bam. Yeah, give me all you got all at once. Yeah. Um, but the palate is really satisfying on this one. Uh, otherwise, I'm, I like it, but I really like the finish on it.
1: I agree with both of you guys. I love I'm, the caramel notes I get on this are, are awesome. I love that. Uh, I find this is super easy drinking, too. Like, this is this is something i can just like drink a lot of uh, i don't mind the nose i get what you're saying though, clay about it but i don't i don't mind it at all but yeah the the finish is absolutely fantastic yeah
3: jack well, i'm with with both of you on that uh it's it is more mellow than i okay. was expecting a whistle pig 10 year rye to be yeah. And it is in that finish. Uh, it's a, it is a lower proof. Um, I mean, I'm guessing that it's finished in some other barrel, in a rum cask or something like that. It's got to because all that sweetness has got to come from that, somewhere. That's what we're going to find out from David. Yeah. Right. I, like, that's, that would be my guess. Uh, understood. I think that's like a good guess. Home. If I had um, Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, That's kind of where I'm going as well. I like I'm not even by all means I'm getting some of the predominant rye flavors, but like even that Mm. uh, even that like that Knob Creek rye, which at 115 proof, like you still got a lot of the the cinnamon burn stuff like that. Like I'm not even getting as as much of that here.
1: I don't get the burn at like at all really. Like I get a, a
0: hint of it, but.
3: There's spice on it for sure. Yeah. It's not just corn, right? It's not a, no, like it's a, not a lot bourbon.
0: I didn't find.
3: Put some on your tongue and let it let it evaporate and see like if that's sweet or spicy, because that's to me that I it, that sweet. is
0: spicy. See, I get sweet. Okay. It's so sweet. Which I like in a rye, I like yeah. a high corn rye. Oh well I'm not gonna say that. I like a high corn rye and usually that adds to the sweetness. Maybe I'm. I'm
3: getting that sweetness on the finish. Maybe I'm
0: learning some things here. Okay. All right, David, we got it now. Yeah.
2: We revealed the we, secrets. Can, we can be wrong, wrong enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this, was barrel, we are, this is one of the few benefits of the COVID, um, the pandemic. And I say that because what Whistlepink did is they... They weren't able to bring you one out to the distillery. Normally you go out to the distillery. There were a the few that still would bring you out there. They were like, we can't do that with the pandemic. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to go and find a bunch of crazy barrels. And we're just going to give these up for barrel picks. And so what this one is, is what I would say y'all might be tasting oak. Did you notice that like some of the, the sweetness is from that? This was a five and a half year old whiskey. Even though Uh, the knocker just says five and a half, the whistle pig, even though it says 10 years on the the bottle, this is a 17 year old rye whiskey. Uh, Okay, so what they did was they were like, basically, the 2020, whenever the pandemic hit and all that stuff, they wanted, they were like, you know what, let's do something cool. So they put out all these really old barrel picks. So Oak Point got one, Hocus got three, Actually, wow, I, we got one, and so all these barrel picks, even when they say 10 years, they're actually 17, 16, 18 year old rye whiskeys. So, and again, it was 80 bucks for this, so 80 for a cash range wow. 17 year old rye That's whiskey. It's a steal, it's a steal. Wow. Um, so it's it just this. I what I get is I get when well, you're all right, where there is still a ton of spice, but it's much more muted because of the oat comes in and gives it some more of that vanilla, that more caramel, and I think that's like the perfect blend of a good old rye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's truly, I only have three more of these in my shelf, and I am very <laughs> bummed that I only have three more of these.
1: Oh, just three? Yeah. I have uh, zero. Just anymore. a lifetime <laughs> supply. Well, thank you for sharing
3: yes. some of the I did, I
0: did. I did write on my notes, before we started talking, I did write on my notes, two of the words I put were smoky and tobacco. So maybe I did get some like, yeah. old oak out of it. And but. the
2: truth is, remember that uh, this is going to be for y'all and for anyone else that asked. who cares what you taste and that someone else tastes something differently? Point. It, it doesn't yeah. matter.
1: Yeah.
2: At the end of the day, that's the other thing I hate so much about the whiskey culture is that there's like a little bit of this pretentiousness mm. that well you gotta be tasting what I'm tasting if you're not tasting what I'm tasting then you have wrong taste buds and I say this to anyone that asks me and I say nope drink what you like taste what you like if you taste something different who freaking cares yeah, yeah. at the end of the day You like what you like, you taste what you taste, and it doesn't matter. Well, no no one's palate is the same. Everybody's going to taste something different. And it's so, like, amazing how many people come to me and they're like, I don't really. Because we do these Zooms, right? So we get together on a Zoom with a distillery, and every distillery asks me, what are you tasting? What are you getting? Uh, And half the people are like, they don't want to say what the notes they're tasting because they're. They're scared to, like, oh, I don't taste what everybody else is tasting. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, your taste is different. If you're tasting something different than we are, that's awesome. Awesome. That yeah. means that your taste was probably more wild than ours. Yeah, there you go. So I tell that to anyone to ask. I always try and get that word out. It's my it's my PSA I'm trying to get into the world. Yeah. Freaking enjoy it, taste what you like, and don't worry about what other people do. Exactly. That's so that 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 I can see
1: that that's a huge problem in the craft beer world too. Like wow. if you if you go into like some of these barrel-aged beers or like some of these I like high beat like really like hazy fruity IPAs and like well I taste you know grapefruit and guava and this like oh no that's wrong you're supposed to be getting like tangerine and like no man like this what's the difference what's the difference when? is it good do you like it do you like it all right cool
0: like um. it's just like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Everybody's palate's different. Mm. Everyone's going to taste something different. You said very something, and you said it earlier too something very important. Do you like it?
1: Yeah, that's what matters. Yeah, man. Man, that's 100%. what matters. Yeah. Do
0: you like it? And I think that goes back to the whole the the thing we we're talking about earlier about flavored whiskeys. Some people like that. Uh, you know, yeah, that's their jam. Like whatever, that's
1: their jam. But yeah it I, it's, it's not my jam Take your caramel apple crown Not my
0: jam you know,
2: Keep it over cause there Someone
0: someone's jam
2: Because it it's is. obviously selling Yeah I'm rock it And you know what's cool And again I know we mentioned it on the radio the other day is that you can do flavor whiskey and like do it different and make it right. Good point. Yeah, the good honey one. barrel that uh, you know, our true cancer this year. Yeah. It's honey flavored and that we had a barrel that aged an entire barrel of honey, then we put whiskey back into it. That's different. And but I'm saying that's yeah. still flavor whiskey. It's, it is. It is. Like it's cool. It's fucking cool that we took Wow, I just threw that out there. <laughs> Oh, you can say it. It.
0: that, that happened on happen Bottle 6. Stay tuned. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a podcast. Yes. My this is a Jay's oh, radio show. You can say whatever you want
2: on this one. Dude, I'm so nervous every time I'm on your show. Like, I don't. <laughs> so fucking nervous. Awesome. So now we're hitting the real
3: David. Yes. Yo. I love it. Wait till we get
2: to the ROM. Hell yeah. The so, markers. you know, it. It's just really there are so even this flavor of whiskey we're doing really cool things with it now. Yeah, we're, we're throwing rye and tequila barrels like it's all flavor whiskey. It's just elevated flavor of whiskey. In yeah,
1: it. but like with Crown and stuff like that because it's so mass produced. Like they're, that's concentrate or something. Like yeah. they're, that's an yeah. additive. They're it's a hundred like, Yeah, it's a it's squeeze like, of me. Out. We aged this yeah. in a giant barrel of caramel. Sure.
2: Like no, that no, you didn't. You did
1: sure. not do that. Sure. sure, sure, sure.
2: So, but what it did is gave all the little crafty guys the idea to do these really cool things. Yeah, hundred percent. So.
1: All right, so before we move on to this next one, I have a question for you that is completely not whiskey-related. Uh, okay. Because oh, you said nothing. you are a Marvel fan and you're a combo
2: geek. There we go. I
1: need, your, I need your top five Marvel movies. Oh. Of the MCU? Of the, the, the MCU. Just the MCU.
2: Just the MCU, your oh. top five. Oh, Marvel just the MCU? Fans. Just the MCU. Well, oh, that's, that's like 24. That's easy. Winter Soldier, Enter Game, Endgame, Iron Man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ragnarok and Infinity War. <laughs> Overpool. Yep, yeah,
3: that's that's. As long as you have Ragnarok in there, you're okay with me. I was gonna
0: say these are like two of you two of the movie y'all's favorites are in there. Winter list. Soldier
2: it has to be if you don't, if that's on your list, then you need to get the hell out. The
0: Captain America movies are the best
1: MCU movies next to Infinity War and Endgame Okay, well, like it's a series of movies. Like I'm Iron Man one of, is great. Iron Man two, eh, Iron Man three, not bad.
2: Uh, I would have also accepted uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I, see, Guardians of the Galaxy. If I was like not nervous, I'm probably would have thrown that instead of Infinity War. Um... Endgame is just the perfect encapsulation of a series. Like you there will never be anything that ever did what them game was before. The never you can't repeat that. It's
1: one of the few movies I've gone to where I cried at the end of the movie. Like it was so emotional. Like I, me and my me and my son watched it together, we're both tearing up. Hundred percent like,
3: in game twice. I probably need to watch it again because I would Y'all, feel free to like kick me out of my own house. <laughs> I would argue, and maybe, maybe this is well. Let me let me say my piece, and then y'all can y'all can say your piece. I would argue that Infinity War is a better movie than Endgame.
2: A lot of people make the argument, yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind
3: not of a, a it's, it's a not a wrong back, right? Like I didn't even
1: Sorry. it's. In a way, Which, you, like you're, it's a, it ends on a cliffhanger. You're yeah, like, right. holy it, shit! It ends
3: with the snap and the cliffhanger, and but I even think everything leading up to that, like, there's a lot of endgame that I really don't like sitting through again. Oh, no! Oh. There's a lot of endgame that I feel like, man, this is a three-hour movie, and I gotta watch the <sighs> whole thing to get through it all. I love when he goes on set. like, I don't. It's the reverse of uh, so, like Return of the King. You just don't need to watch the last half hour because it's <laughs>
0: right? ten different endings. Right. Because so you brought in something that I can actually talk about. So yeah, you know, he came back to the table. <laughs>
3: Return of the King, like well, once the ring falls into Mount Doom and it's destroyed, like it's over. I mean, and then there's half an hour of theatrics afterwards, and there's a marriage, and then Bilbo sails, like whatever, like whatever. <laughs> but the last half hour, you don't I ever mean, need at least to watch Aradon again. I'm
2: gonna see his wife. Let I me mean, at least That's fine. A, yeah, yeah Let's do that.
3: But you don't ever actually have to rewatch that last half hour. I, I feel like there's a lot of endgame that during the first. 2 hours of you don't actually need to rewatch it. Mm. Mm. So, but I but maybe I also need to rewatch it. To it's, it de- it
1: depends on how you look at it. I so don't like, feel
3: like that about Infinity War though. I feel like Infinity War is worth watching the
1: entire time. But like so it's, it's I'm listening. In to me it depends how you look at Endgame. If you look at Endgame as the continuation of Infinity War, I can understand that. But if you look at Endgame as the closure of, tw- of 25 movies before in that giant story arc, then you have to, you have to be invested in that entire three-hour movie. Like All of that is important because it's going back to all these previous movies and storylines. And Infinity War is just like, to me, Rogue One. As soon as I finish Rogue One, I want to watch Episode
2: Four. I love if I'm watching
1: game. and if I'm watching Infinity War, I've got to sure. jump straight in the end game and finish
2: it. Like I have to do that. I agree. The low key timeout is in Rogue One the best Star movie ever made? Yes. I I mean it's best or I don't know the best. best. I don't know
1: best ever made, but it's because Empire is still in is still okay, my time. Empire top. has to
2: be the best, but then it's Rogue One, right? But
1: Rogue One is the one that makes me want to watch <laughs> Dude, 4, 5, and 6. Rogue One is really, super, really high up. Rogue like, One and The Mandalorian are the, are the two best things they've done since Disney At took over. At least since, since Episodes 4, 5, and 6 original release. Yeah, yeah but I'm talking about like, since Disney okay. took it over, well, that's no, the two best that, things. best things
3: since
2: 4, 5, and 6. Since, since, since yeah. Episodes yeah. 4, 5, and 5, guess, like, 6, I, 6 I, originally came out. For me, the best thing that they've Really and doesn't. then I'm either gonna, depending on what day that we get. Is it's Rogue One or New Hope? I think they're they're pretty much tied for me on second and third best yeah. of the entire Star Wars saga.
3: Dude, so, I'd really go Rogue One on that. I mean, it, it truly trying to not bring nostalgia into it in any way. Rogue One is a is a great bit of storytelling. And it fits into that cinematic universe Ooh, so well. Wow. Yeah, it was
2: so well done. <laughs> but to bring it back, yeah, <sighs> to the Marvel, I would argue that Endgame is the perfect way to end the Marvel trilogy. Marvel cinematic, the twenty-four yeah. film, yes. or whatever. Because you get closure for Robert, you get closure for um, Chris Evans, Chris Evans. You also get like his moment with his dad. You get there's just so many little things like. Obviously, Chris Hemsworth is still like, dude, I'm having a great time. I'm making make a lot of money. I want to continue on. Yeah. So you finally give him some real conflict and, like, he has to, like, deal with his emotions. Like, you give Black Widow, like, the perfect way for her to sacrifice herself. I get what you're saying that Like, I do – I can see it dragging on in the end for sure or in the middle part. In the middle part with the having to go back – with all the different things. See, I love all that. I mean, I do too, but I, I When Hulk goes point. back
1: and meets, the, and meets the ancient one, and she just yeah. starts telling about the timelines mm-hmm. and all that. I'm like, this sets up the Marvel series that are yeah. on Disney.
2: You're like, this sets up Wandavision yeah. and Loki. And I mean, all this it stuff. does, but I, this, I, 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 I do get your through. point. But, and I forgot, I will say this too. I probably might cut Iron My nostalgia for Iron Man is amazing because it is the first. Yeah. But uh, I would might argue that, like, Spider Man. He's never seen the Spider Man movies. The Whoa. new ones. The Tom Holland ones. Yeah. Dude, I think they're they Dude, No Way Home is I mean that that's a top five. And honestly, yeah, Homecoming and a From home are both still fantastic. Yeah. They're absolutely I just the rewatched them before is, No Way Home. They were great. Like I mean if you cut it down to just five, that's tough. Like, I have to say Winter Soldier's in it. I have yeah, to. Yeah. It's a 70s spy film disguised as a superhero. It's like brilliant. Robert fucking Redford is in it. Like, it how the yeah. hell do you get <laughs> the goddamn Robert Redford in this, unless you know that you're it. It's got one money. of the
1: greatest cap fight scenes ever in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Like, that is amazing.
2: Sorry. Oh. I mean, yeah, like, I brought my mom to see Winter Soldier. <laughs> my sweet, loving, Baptist-loving mom. I brought her to see that, because, like, mom... This is a movie that you might actually kind of relate to. She hasn't seen half of these movies. She she knows a lot of comic book movies. I know she likes Robert Rafferty. I'm like, just do it.
1: Yeah. Just watch this. Mm -hmm. It's like all the President's Men, but with Captain America in it. (laughs) That's all you want in a world, right? Look, I'll take it all day. No, I want more Natalie Portman.
0: All right, yeah. As someone who loves <laughs> well, quad gun and pod racing <laughs> over Luke Skywalker, <laughs> no, I was going with the Thor movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thor: Love Thunder, Thunder coming, coming Thunder later this year. You know what's
2: happening in Love and Thunder? Yeah, Lady Thor. Jane Foster is getting it. I did actually watch, I but literally thought the was like bitch. the 90th time, yeah, last night. Nice. No, I'm not I love pod <laughs> racing, dude. <dears. Yeah.
0: laughs> yeah. oh, there you go, Chuck. I love that. Oh, ah, and Darth Maul's double lightsaber? Come on! Dude, I was watching Rebels last You're night. you are going like cheesy movies. Episode
1: one. Rebels Just is. Butt. Rebels might be better than, than Clone Wars. Rebels is so fucking good, man. That's why I'm a pump. I'm pumped for the Ahsoka series because if they can. in Mandalorian in season two, when she mentioned Where is Grand Admiral thrown I screamed. I'm mm-hmm. like, Are you fucking this is happening? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for anybody
0: <laughs> the Mandalorian. Hey, If you haven't watched Mandalorian <laughs> season yeah. two, yeah. or the
1: Marvel Cinematic, we're spoiling everything. Is Who cares? But anyway, let's get back to whiskey. Everything. Everything. <laughs> anyway, back
3: to whiskey. A, we'll nerd out more talk? after the show. You can I'm we come back and nerd out more? Oh, we can definitely after the show we'll do that. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> so what are we drinking? bringing David on for Jay and Chuck in the movies. Hell yeah. Hey, um uh, May sixth, just Mark oh fuck man. That's the day of hot art cool nights. We're gonna have to do the show from Governor Taco that day. Alright. What's
1: six? May sixth.
3: That's gonna that's be Star Wars insane. Day.
1: May 5th May 4th. is Star Wars though. Well May 4th, yeah. May 4th is Star Wars Day. I'm getting all my what's going on.
2: I gotta look at a calendar now. So you're just a Tolkien fan? no, <laughs> <Tolkien's> no. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but like, I mean, there's so much other great media out there.
1: Have you seen the new that on the bourbon. bourbon? So May the 4th. I then. just had it all. It's a Wednesday. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. That's and we're a, in the studio. Revenge the 5th is, is that Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go to okay. and government taco is going to be.
3: That Thursday, Friday at Government Taco Land is going to be insane. Are we doing the but show from there or are we doing it That Thursday before? and Friday probably from Government Taco. Okay, cool. Uh, but... Wednesday, May fourth,
1: we should have David. Dude, join. two hour Star Wars
2: show and we're just gonna
1: break down like Can I
2: can I please? Yes. I'm not even kidding, like no yes. no, put it on the calendar right now. How about tell you what? Why don't you let me come up with some cool Star Wars Sim cocktails? Yeah Done. Yes. Let's go. Sorry, Devin, my boss, if you're
3: listening.
2: (laughs) She loves me. Taking the afternoon off. It has been decided. Plus, it's post-tax season, so I'm good. Yeah, we have spoken.
1: (laughs) And that is where we will end this episode of the ABV podcast. Be on the lookout for part two coming in the next few weeks. Until then, thank you for listening to the show. A quick shout-out to our sponsors before we get out of here. Presonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Government Taco, and Hops in the Hollows. And as always, when you place your order for your glassware at hopsinthehollows.com, at checkout, use the promo code ABV for 10% off of your glass order. Until next time, I'm Chuck P. This is the ABV Podcast. Cheers.